You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Hell yeah! I don't like the bad language. To the Forging Fury. Forging Fury, Forging Fury podcast. It's a good thing I can do editing on this. <laughs> Why do I always laugh so much? What's so funny? What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, I have two of my very close friends. We have Eric Hudson, which we'll talk about his name in a second, and Roderick Lopez. You got it. Correct. I knew your name, but apparently people change names all the time now. Well, I mean, we're in San Diego. Everyone goes by the last name. Everyone's in the military, you know? So yeah, I've, I've, I just messed, I've, made it, I've messed his name up on multiple accounts, so that's on me. I'm an idiot. That sounds like my name is Constantly Varied Fitness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that later, too. So uh, tell me what you actually call Eric. It, it sounds weird to say that. So yeah, you tell me he has a nickname. What's yeah, that? Yeah, it depends. You know, on good days, I call him Hudson. <laughs> and then when he's being bad, I call him Huddy McNugget. <laughs> I call him the full name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's when you know he's in trouble when you exactly. have that full name. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, well, we're coming at you live, guys, from this, uh, their hometown gym, CrossFit Humanity in San Diego, California. Uh, took a trip to uh, visit my honey. Hey, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I came by to see these guys. We're going to do a little podcast and we do a little training. So it's been cool that they always have me out here when I'm visiting. So let's talk. Uh, let's, let's start with CrossFit Humanity. How did you guys get involved here and how did you start training here? And How long is this podcast going to be? Oh, like, I mean, we got we got time. OK. <laughs> oh, so right, start from the she's beginning? like, I got to go. Like, <laughs> like how we met or how well, we got well, to CrossFit well, Humanity? We'll start there. You guys as friends. Let's start there. All right. Perfect. Uh, so I went to this gym called Cross Marietta for a long time, and then I ended up leaving that gym and working at a different gym. And one day I texted one of the people at Marietta, and I was like, yo, can I come stretch? Your gym's a lot closer to my house. And I get there, and this beautiful chocolate man's over Ooh. there stretching. <laughs> wow, just stretching. No, stretching. He, I no, was no, I'm sorry. failing he was, he like was, 115 snatches from the blocks. Mm. I was stretching, and I looked over, and I'm like, oh, man, that guy looks my age, which... I started CrossFit eight, almost eight years ago. Mm. Nobody my age was, I was 17, something like that. Yeah. Everybody in Marietta is like 30, 40 years old at the CrossFit gym. There were strollers lined up every class yeah. and just moms. and. So there wasn't really anyone your yeah, I was age. The, I was the youngest yeah. person that I knew that did CrossFit at the time. So I saw this guy and I like slowly made my way over there. I asked one of the coaches like, hey, who's that? <laughs> who's <laughs> that little fun nugget yeah, over there? Yeah, he looks good over there. <laughs> and uh, so I walked over there and introduced myself and was like, hey, man, how long have you been coming here, et cetera? What are you doing today? Like I said, I was planning on stretching, but he was snatching, so obviously... I think you did. You probably, you probably had never snatched much from the blocks before then, huh? I have no idea, but we'll let Hudson tell that after I introduced myself, what happened? Yeah. What was he thinking? So I was in the corner <laughs> of the gym, snatched from the blocks, super frustrated. Do I don't know why I was doing snatches. Like, uh, anyways, I see. We, him. we still don't know why he does snatches. So <laughs> the, yeah. I used to just quit while I'm ahead. Um, the gym we went to originally was huge. So like Roger goes in the middle of the gym, just stretch in the middle of the gym. And then I'm in the corner doing snatch from the blocks. And then he comes over to choose himself. Hold on. Actually, I need to pause right now. <laughs> this is going to be the best <laughs> podcast. We just, this is like couples just, counseling right here. I just had this connection in my mind. You're two most loved people in your life. You have connected through stretching. Mm. If you guys don't know when Hudson proposed, his fiance looked at him and said, what the fuck are you doing, stretching? <laughs> and now I'm over here in the gym stretching. That's how I'm Is that runner's too. lunge? Or, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. This ain't raw mods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Yeah, so Roger comes over and he's like, you know, hey, do you mind if I jump in with you? Yeah, sure. And I'm thinking nothing of it because Roger's like the same, you know, he's a little bit taller than me, but like the same weight as me. You're probably, you were much skinnier back then. It's like 130 mm. lean. Yeah. 
130 skinny. That's where I started too, though. Like when I started CrossFit, I was super skinny, like deathly skinny. But we're still skinny. But (laughs) so he's loading weight on the snatches and like hitting like it's nothing. I'm like, how? Like instantly, I was like, okay, I need to hang out with this guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, And then from there, I was like, okay, this is embarrassing. I'm gonna end this here. He (laughs) gave me his number. We started training together, working out together, Um, and then pretty much every single day, just. Hang out. And that's how you find a gym husband, right? Yeah, there. that's right. <laughs> and how I knew Hudson was crazy was because at the time I was going to school full time and working. So some days I'd be like, hey, dude, I can only train at 3 a.m. And he'd be like, all right, I'll be there. What? Get, get to my house at like 2.30. Was it a 24-hour cross the gym? <laughs> well, we were, I worked at oh, okay, them, so, so I had, the keys, I had the keys there. Oh, dang, so dude. That was, that's a ride or die homie right there. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, exactly. 3 a.m. training. Who the hell would do that? No one. I don't know. Do there, are there comments on this? Can people comment below? Yeah, like, they can. Would you work out at 2.30 <laughs> yes. if your buddy, like he had, he did, at the time, was he just working at the gym? I know you had a no, different job. at the job. time I was working this like merchandising job, like stupid hours. It usually started like five or six. Never knew what time I'd finish. Mm. Even if I did, like, I got done my work and be like, okay, we need you to help go help someone over here for a couple hours. So I just hated my job. So it was like, whenever I'm not working, I was doing CrossFit. Yeah. And pretending like I was going to school at the same time. Well, the reason why, like, I instantly, like, I think we became really close bros is, like, we're a younger generation that has been coaching for a long time. Like, we dedicated our lives to this, like, when we were young. Like, yeah. I started coaching when I was, like, 18, 19. You guys right. obviously yeah. have been doing this for the same time. And we're almost 10 years into this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. When they thought CrossFit would just be, like, this, like, fashion, like, you know, fashion in and out. trend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it'd be a kind of a fitness trend, and now it's here. I That's why I originally clicked with you guys. Like, man, these dudes have been doing it for a while. I've been doing it for a while. Like, that's pretty dope. It's pretty sick. As as young kids though, like I mean, you said eighteen, nineteen years old. I was right. maybe nineteen, twenty when I first started CrossFit. Like, it's it's a cool thing to watch it grow. And have you guys been kind of into the growth, or like you liked how it used to be in the old days, or like you like where it's going now, or like kind of where you stand on that? I mean, other than like how well they're make they're fixing their problems of how they got rid of all their social media and like, mm. well like, they're back though. A exactly, little bit. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's good. But yeah. I understand. CrossFit started off as like this, uh, you know, all in, well, first it was more so tailored for like military and firefighters and mm. whatnot, but now it's, it became like an, like an inclusive program for anyone. Anyone can come in and get fitter, whether you're a mom, whether you're a businessman, or like whether you're a senior citizen. So that's, I mean, I understand why they did what they did. I think they could have done it better, but it makes sense why they were like, okay, when you take a step back, they took a huge freaking step back. The giant leap back. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I think, I think overall it's getting better. Yeah. I don't, I like CrossFit. So does it whatever they feel like doing for the CrossFit yeah. games and all that, whatever. Yeah. As long as I can keep coming and training and hanging out with people well, who like, like training. As coaches, we want to deal with the bigger demographic. Like the games athletes are that 1% to 0.5% now. I mean, we want to deal with those everyday, everyday people that come in here and just want to like either, you know, lose 10 pounds or like learn to climb a rope or things like that. Those are the people we deal with every day. So I kind of like it from a coaching standpoint. I mean, from an athlete standpoint, another, a little bit different, but the more that they can bring this to the masses and bring this to people of every, you know, every kind of person there is out there to do CrossFit, I'm down with it. So uh, I agree that you want to, from a business standpoint, it's a great idea, yep. but maybe not for the athletes. But so how do you guys actually end up getting to CrossFit Humanity? We kind of went so, off on a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, well, I was well, so that was, I was at a different gym and Huddy started training with me quite often and fast forward two, three years, we had always trained in the morning, trained at night. He started working at the gym that I was at and we would always dream like, man, dude, we should move to San Diego. That'd be sick. So how far, where was this place? It is like an hour and a half from here, north of San Diego. And, uh, we had always just 
we would train in the morning for a few hours. We would both coach at the gym and then we would do an evening session. And then during our breaks, we would, that's when we started. Technically we started constant very fitness, Huddy's idea. And luckily he's freaking smart and took and ran with it. And it's killing the game. Yeah. And, uh, we'll t- we, we'll, we're going to chat to on that. Extent, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's what we dreamed of San Diego, San Diego. And then I finished my degree and I, one of uh past parallel reached out to me, mm. Rolo 20, get a discount. Um, <laughs> Then they said, hey, one of our buddies in San Diego is hiring, but you have to have a degree. And I was like, perfect. I finished my degree in January. I'll perfect. apply. And we'll just fast forward to all the small details. Got the job there. And I moved down here with my now wife. And I started begging Hudson, like, dude, move down here. I, we we have a place to stay. We'll figure out the job for you. Uh like, let's just do it. Let's just and do it. I kept luckily, begging him. Luckily, I had money saved up because I was working this horrible job, 50, 60 hour weeks. And all I was doing was either buying in and out or putting money <laughs> into my car. Ooh. So I had a, a big hefty sum <laughs> saved up. So yeah. I was like, let's freaking wing it. So yeah. I ended up staying in this guy's uh, kitchen den with nice. my mattress. Well, that's a, that's yeah. another real bro, man. You never know when you have to live in your kitchen. Of, that's right. Your friend, like, <laughs> don't don't get us wrong. It was it was a nice it's a nice place in Mission Valley. Yeah, well, yeah. it was a dope spot. It was dope, and it was me, my wife, a good friend of ours, now soon to be wife, and then Huddy. Wow, but not but my wife. Me and Megan have a similar story. We lived with a buddy. It was my best friend, Jonathan, was a, the guy that owned the house. Megan and I all lived in this place, but it wasn't that great. Like it was a nice spot because we were all together and we like, you know, did a lot of fun things, but like if it was my house, it would have been done a little bit different, (laughs) but like, but it was just a good time for all of us. And we had a bunch of really good times there, but yeah. And looking back, I'm like, how the hell did I live there for that long? But yeah. So, and so yeah, power cake, we started working at power cake athletics, uh, which is the gym that he applied to and got. Right. So, that's where I applied to. Uh, so you got, job down you got a job at Across the Gym that required you to have a degree. Yep, because I, cool. I was a full-time coach. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. So that was pretty sick. It was the only time I've ever heard of any position that, like, this existed. Mm. Uh, and the opportunity for growth was nuts. You yeah. know, it was pretty awesome. And, you know, the second I got down there, I was already like, hey, my buddy Hudson is pretty cool. Yeah. I love that guy. He's pretty cool. And just talked as much as possible, like, all the cool things that he does. Mm. And then I actually had a free, uh, I could give someone a free membership (laughs) and it was to my wife at first. And then she didn't come that often. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna give this membership to Hudson when he moves down here. Cause he won't have a job. She was like, are you serious? Damn y'all are bros. I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm serious, dude. That's real. And, uh, so then we'll let Hudson take over from like when he moved down. (laughs) So power keg. So is that still open? Is that still a place? So we'll have them talk Wait, about. Like I said, it's it. such we, a we good got, story, it's man. Y'all gonna need um, a CrossFit movie named after you. <laughs> yeah, too. for real, that'd be sick. <laughs> Documentary. Yeah. So he's working down at this gym, and I'm kind of just doing a lot of odd jobs. So I was working at uh, the Hilton down by the down downtown. I was coaching some executives there. I was working at Code Three Athletics San Diego when they were around. <laughs> they unfortunately closed because like they were like getting screwed over and had to keep. They literally moved like three times in one year because like they they kept getting so many different like things thrown at them they had to fix they couldn't because they had barbells and things like that so i was doing a bunch of little things and then if i wasn't doing those which only took a couple hours a, a day i'd be at the gym and at the, when I, while i'm at the gym i'm just like pretty much either training for a couple hours and then i sit on my laptop and i'm doing this and i'm doing that and then like they could see that i had a lot of extra time in my hand they could see that i wanted to be at the gym and then roger kept putting a bug in their ear saying you know blah 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 so luckily I finally landed a, a side gig just doing like their social media and doing photography. And I kind of just like wung it from there. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I pretty much just bought a camera and started like playing around with stuff. So luckily I got decent at that. And that was like my stepping stone to get into it because then 
like I, like you heard, he needed a degree to get there. So it wasn't just some random gym that's like, oh yeah, do you have your L one? Cool, right. let's try out a class. Mm-hmm. Members like you, throw you in the fire. Yeah. It was like legit, and they like uh, Adam and Manny. Huge shout out to them because they like they instilled like this is what coaching looks like. Yeah. It is not you teach teach people how to do you know a five minute rope climb progression, then wing it, and then all right, see you guys tomorrow. It's like literally changing people's lives. So yeah. he got me an interview. And at the interview, <laughs> so the first question, what was the first question? Tell us something embarrassing about yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't, I think, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I don't care. So Real. he was like, this Hold interview on. right now, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. This, um, this interview. So I, I told him, I couldn't think of one really too embarrassing, but I remember recently before then I was helping somebody's like, uh, I was helping past parallel. Cause that was another little gig I was doing on the meantime. I was helping them go to their place up in Murrieta to like help screen print and do things like that from there. Like I was, um, one day I was there and I was going to, I had to go to the restroom super bad. <laughs> nice. So, I'm, so I'm, I know. Tell me more. Normally I, I, I'm not, it's not a problem, but that, like, my stomach was not happy that day. So I open there, I'm in the garage, I open the door and say, Hey, you mind if you use the restroom? Like, yeah, of course. So I go into the restroom, but like they had this weird, <laughs> <laughs> they had this weird like did they have uh, lights <laughs> <laughs> yes um they had this weird like uh they didn't have carpet i think they originally had carpet but they took it out so it was like exposed concrete that they then show like it, they put like a laminate over it mm. and because of that there was a little bit of a gap between the door and the floor and this a was big gap. a big, big gap yeah and i'm just tearing it up <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's very obvious you can hear everything underneath so it's very that was very awkward and embarrassing but then they they asked like other questions like teach us something without showing teach us something with only words wow show us something without using any words and wow. it was like like i pretty much the whole interview i tanked it yeah. but luckily because they knew that like that i was Roger's friend they knew i was going to come and work my ass off and like i was eager that's kind of what helped me otherwise so you finally got the job because of this guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he started doing a lot of vlogs and stuff on his free time, yeah. and I had I would always pitch him like, "Hey, Adam, check on this vlog. It's pretty good, you know. Yeah. Check it out." And he's like, "Wow, you know, Hudson does have some some video editing skills, yeah. and, and we do need videos to be made here." And that was his side gig originally. And for the coaching, it was you know we're not sure he's ready for coaching. We're not sure he can do this yet. But when things open up, we'll give him the opportunity and watch because Manny was always at the gym, mm-hmm. which is this this part was most badass part about power keg you'd finish a class you'd come in and manny would go you know why were you doing this i th- it should be done this way uh and he would have a conversation with you to determine like what could you do better yeah and th- they're holding us accountable for every single class we did you know hey we saw you jump on your phone no phones you can't yeah. do that hey you weren't giving people constructive feedback you were just um going yay good job cheerleader yeah they don't want to hear you yeah. say you that. call you called someone dude versus saying their name mm. yeah Well, all good coaches, I think, originally had that kind of like instant feedback or like someone that had their back to be like, yo, like break it down. Like what happened here? Blah, blah, blah. Like if you just if you don't make that like initial console of like fixing that, it just turns into a huge problem. Like I think as a as a coach that manages coaches, like if you don't nip those bad habits in the butt from the beginning, you're just going to keep dealing with them, dealing them down the road. But that's dope that you guys have that kind of like mentorship on the front end. Absolutely. And Manny was never he was, this is not a negative thing in my opinion. He yeah. was never pleased. Mm. So you could always do things better. It wasn't, Hey, you did pretty good at this. Uh, you're done doing that. It's like, Hey, 
that you got C plus. Yeah. Let's get it to an A plus. But you knew A plus was you can never get it. Yeah, you're never yeah. gonna please the guys yeah. that are perfectionists. Absolutely. But I think that like that triggers something or like creates something within you guys of like always wanting to get better and always wanting to develop the parts of your coaching that like aren't the best. Like right. like breaking down a certain movement that you know isn't your favorite movement, but like having someone be like, No, you need to do this, you need to do this, like always pushing you forward is I think it's like probably the most important thing for a new coach. And like even more important for a coach that's been coaching for three or four years too. Right. It's like, cause once you get complacent from that, like you get that, you get on, you get your first job. And then like two years on the road, like You're if you have not coach, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you haven't tripled your abilities in coaching in that one year to two year gap, like you got to keep going forward. Like mm-hmm. I can't preach that enough. It's like, just because you get your L1, cool. Just cause you get your L2, cool. Like you've made a bunch of certs, but like, it's like, you got to keep getting better and keep grinding yeah. and keep figuring shit out and reading new articles and looking at new stuff and watching trying new things that too yeah figuring it out through the trial and error way i think is like what works for you what doesn't work for you and then try to relay that to your athletes i think is super important but yeah i had a lot of the same kind of mentorship and and people tell me like that sucked don't do that or do this don't do that like initially that's huge i think it's like it has to be part of your personality too it it literally like because us for example well, for me personally, I'm a super small guy. So to hang with the big boys, I have to move like Perfectly. as proficient as possible. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. If I don't, if I slack, then I'm not going to lift the heavy barbell. I'm not going to go as fast as everyone else on the rower. I just, no matter how hard I try, <laughs> I'm Huddy, screwed. Huddy is five, five. Yeah. So I'm definitely not the tallest tree, but like that, like that applies like a lot of the things I do in my life. So it makes sense to why, like, you know, I try to move well in the gym. I try to be a good coach. I try to be a good, uh, you know, fiance i tried like i try not to settle for mediocre in anything and i neither does roderick so that's why i think like naturally when someone gives us criticism we take it and we try to absorb it and like okay how how do we get better at this thing where some people like you know we see athletes that come in and they're like oh you know i can do the rx weight or they try to rx weight and they're barely getting it done but they're struggling and it's like okay well let's take the weight off so we can make sure you move efficiently so that when you get better at these things you're able to you know get stronger and save energy and when it comes to this heavy barbell next time you're going to crush it where it's like everyone just wants to think they got to kick themselves in the ass which i feel like is a huge i heard it recently in uh, one of ben bergeron's podcasts i think it was an older one that i was having to re-listen to about everyone thinks well crossfit is constantly varied high intensity functional mm. movement everyone mistakes high intensity as maximum intensity yeah so everyone thinks i got to go balls to the wall every single workout and crush overdrive. myself yeah. exactly run through the wall every single day exactly because like, that, that's good for me right exactly yeah so in this 20 minute amrap i'm gonna go all out yeah. so versus okay i just need to get my heart rate to 130 140 150 whatever it is and then try to sustain and that's gonna help build the capacity to you know, sprint when I need to and do longer workouts when I need to. So sometimes I think it's important as a coach to be able just to have the knowledge to relay that to your athletes too, is like, if you can't tell them like, no, that's too heavy. Your technique looks like crap. I mean, that's a good reason. But like, if you took them to the side and was like, Hey dude, let's bring it down 20 pounds. We're going to learn how to power clean and push jerk efficiently with no like really pauses and like learn how to cycle this barbell really quickly. So that, that skill can be developed into those heavier weights. Like, like just telling them that their technique sucks is like, that's not good enough for me. It's like, and for me as an athlete, someone told me that I'm like, well, you know, fuck you buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you have a good why, and especially if you're educated enough to relay that to your, to your athletes, they're going to respect that more. If they know why you, t- you're telling them to scale down or maybe not do as many reps, like if you can elaborate that to them, they're going to be like, okay, he cares about me. He wants me to do better. I understand. I see him. Like he knows what he's talking about. That's important too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, I think ego is a big thing too. And you get, I'm not 
you get into certain classes where you have people that want to be competitive with each other, but also it's the coach's responsibility to grow classes that like ego is it's okay to not go heavy. It's okay not to RX uh, because I feel like sometimes people will be more competitive with each other. And I, I'm not saying this correctly, yeah. but <laughs> like if you have to, you have to breed a class where they throw the ego out because mm. it's, it's really hard to, we say it every CrossFit gym is like, you know, leave your ego out the door, but is everything that you're doing coaching wise showing that yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give an example, like how you've, grown your barbell class to kind of be that way? Well, I mean, I try to make sure everybody feel as comfortable as possible and make it okay. Like there's no stupid questions. Literally ask if you don't know what a clean is. I know this is a barbell class. Like mm-hmm. ask what a clean is. Yeah. And then also like, Hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And I'm gonna tell you exactly how it is. This is why this is going wrong, etc. And it's not a pick at you. You know, we're not trying to be mean to each other. We're always making each other better. And the bar, like it's easy in my barbell class to be like, Hey, let's throw some weight off because they trust the process. They trust that I'm trying to make them better. You know, they have that trust, you know, the bond between yeah. them. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, like uh, multiple things off this, but like, I think it's from how to win friends and influence people, like how to get yeah. someone to, how to get someone to see your perspective is like, help them see, like help them create that perspective yeah. in their head. Right. I think it's from that book. Or it's like, don't be like, I see this a lot with people. It's like, don't be like dogmatic with your thought process. So like, don't like, like when you're saying, if you disagree with someone, like you don't have to throw them under the bus and then reverse three times right. to like get them to see your way. It's like, okay, well, this is what you think. This is what I think. That's okay if we disagree. Like the okay with disagreeing with someone. And this is not maybe not CrossFit at all, but like, like if you, if you throw someone under the bus and like tell them they're basically dumb, like what you think is stupid, like that doesn't, that doesn't mean much to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're not going to want to deal with you and you're not going to really want to like be in that situation for you either. So right. you don't, yeah. And I, I try to get people to understand that I'm not attacking you as a person when I'm telling you things that are going wrong. I am talking to the athlete part of you, you know, just because your knees cave in when you squat doesn't mean you're a horrible person, but a lot of people, I think a lot of people take, you know, they take it personally when you're like, Hey, you need to drop the weight because it doesn't look that good. Mm. And here's why it doesn't look good. They go, wow, are you telling me that I don't work hard enough to do this? It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. The athlete in you is moving like shit. Let's mm-hmm. take weight off and move well. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's important. And I think it just comes to building those relationships with those people too, like being real with them and knowing that they know that you're coming from a good place and want to help them. It's like, you don't, like, there's not, even as a coach, I think you have to leave your ego out. It's like, like, dude, I'm here to serve you. Like, I'm here as, like, I'm here because of you and you're here because of me and we can work together to kind of figure this out. Yeah. Cause I, I think sometimes coaches get this like huge, like I'm the coach, I have the power, like blah, 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 yep. do this, do that, you know, that kind of mentality, which is, which is tough. And, and it's those coaches and they lose out on a lot of athletes because they don't respond well to that kind of, some people love that kind of militarized coach, which is like, no, yes, sir. No, sir. But they, some people <laughs> like love that kind of like, camaraderie and like we're both here together on the same level let's figure this thing out but absolutely totally like, different personalities nine times out of ten when like when i see like for example we're doing a strength portion it's clean so i see someone do a clean and I, it's not as efficient as i want to be and I, I even though i think i i think i see what the issue is more than not i go up to him i say hey, how did that set feel mm. or how did that rep feel oh well you know my left side or like my back or blah, blah, blah. i'm like oh well i noticed like your shoulders as soon as you pull the bar off the floor they cave let's keep the scap tight or whatever it is and that tends to like help them like i mentioned like help them think about what they're doing wrong. Cause they, people know we try to make sure all our coaches this way, but like, especially with my class, it's like, it's never, you're going to come in and like, I was great. Keep doing what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm perfect. We, yeah. Exactly. Very rarely. What, what we instilled, what we were instilled at a power cake was like, 
like 1% better every day. So when someone comes to my classes, I literally try to focus on, you know, during the, the strength portion or whatever it is, the Metcon, I walk around and I give everyone something to focus on. If someone's like doing wall balls and it's like, you can't really mess up wall balls too hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, great job keeping those elbows under. Great job keeping those heels down. Like it's always first giving them something to focus on every single day. And if it's something that truly are crushing, still give them positive feedback too. Cause yeah. if I've, I've seen coaches all the time, like they'll watch someone do something and it looked really good. And then they, they go, yep. Or they like, you know, kind of nod and they kind of walk off. And then the athlete's kind of like, well, I didn't get anything from that. It did. It was like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? So it's like either you can help them get better or you can just reassure them they're doing the right things. And then once like, for example, some athletes, you know, are very conservative they don't care to go heavy. And then they're mm-hmm. like, they crush a 55 pound snatch all day long. They can do that a million reps, but they, they're very timid to go any heavier. It's like, I'll try, I'll tell them, Hey, you could go heavy if you want to, but like, otherwise you're doing a great job, great job pulling with the elbows. So it's, it's uh, one thing. It's like always giving feedback and always telling them they're doing something right or wrong. So that yeah. way they know and they yeah. can trust you. Totally. So, whoa, <laughs> we went, there we went again. So good. he finally gets the, finally started fi- working at power. <laughs> finally gets a job at power, uh, power keg. And then, like, let's fast forward. How do we get here? How, so, how do we get the CrossFit Humanity? All right. So I got a text. I think it was July 31st. And it was the day from, before your birthday. The day before my birthday. And it said emergency. And I was like, uh, and I just, I randomly woke up too. It wasn't, my alarm didn't go off, nothing. I just randomly woke up and the text message came through maybe like three or four seconds after I woke up, emergency. So I texted back. I said, what's up? And I get a picture from Manny, who's at the gym, of the front, like the way our gym was set up. You walk downhill, then there's like, you open a garage, it's like the basement of an old building, and you op- he opened that first door, and it was just water, like three feet high. So, Damn. I texted back, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, so now what, question mark? Uh, and then I had a buddy who was going to the gym, because there was an open, there was supposed to be open gym, and uh, he FaceTimed us, and he was like, hey, uh, so the gym's underwater, what? There's no open gym? Question mark. I'm like, yeah, definitely not. No open gym. <laughs> Unless you brought a boat. Yeah, there was and, no open gym. And the worst swim. part about this is Adam, the other owner, was gone on like a hiking trip for I don't know two weeks. That's pretty pretty worst. much yeah. in, in the type of where you're not getting in contact with him. He's off Ugh. the grid. Uh, so it was kind of left to Manny on what the next steps were. And uh, I mean, the next steps were talking to the insurance, talking to the people who were gonna the owners of the building, and so pretty much. We'll fast forward through all of that. We tried to keep some like uh, park classes going because we thought maybe this would clear up soon. It's still in litigation really? to this day. Over it's what, two, two years? Two and a half years almost. Um, was it their fault or was it the, the building's so the, fault? Still that's, don't know. That's, if we knew whose fault it was, like it'd probably be done. <laughs> yeah. But the city burst pipes. Wow. And the burst pipe, since we were kind of underground, it destroyed the walls in the gym. It flooded with over a million gallons of water. Damn. And literally uh, our, the whole like block was like shut down. Like the water seeped down because the trolley like sloped down right next to where our building was and came back up like below the level of the streets. Like literally the trolley had to shut down that day because like there was like a huge wow. you know, river of water now. Uh, Jesus. And since then too, there's been like two or three times where pipes have bursted like on the freeway and stuff. So it wasn't, so what we, what I think it is at least is like the city of San Diego, city of San Diego was just so late to keeping up with like underwater maintenance. Yeah, it's that, an old city. Yeah, exactly. It's, the stuff just started yeah. falling apart. Oh, this apart. is real. I'm watching an Instagram video of all this water. Oh my gosh. And that look, I mean, that looks, oh damn, it's deep back there. Yep. 
Oh, then what? Like really adding like insult injuries. Like we just put fifty thousand dollars with the renovation of the building. We just oh. we just tore down the wall and doubled the size of the space. We so, just bought a bunch of new equipment. We yeah. bought turf. We just painted the whole entire gym. Like wow, it was like well, that's things, so things sad. Are just, things were just like at the top. Oh my that was gosh. the picture I got. These pictures the on Instagram this are emergency. Crazy. We'll maybe put this up in the link. Or yeah, something. here I'll tag you in it right yeah. now. <laughs> Um, so during that time we were kind of looking around for gyms that would house all of our members. We mm. think we had almost 200 members at the time. Wow. And, you know, obviously some people already had some other gyms that they were like, you know, this is close to my house. I'm just going to go here for now. And humanity reached out and was like, Hey, you guys can come to our 5am or 7am and 7pm classes for free for the next month. Wow. That's, that's as pretty long, cool. Yeah. As long as you have a coach that coaches at your gym here with us to take on like the big load of people. Um, so again, we thought maybe that we would be back running after the month or maybe a few months. You would think someone would get there. There'd be someone blamed and that would be fixed. Yeah. Especially with that much damage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we started coming here to cross the humanity, uh, with the hopes that power keg would come back to a real being a gym again, still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, well, luckily, uh, we got here, started coaching um, those few classes every so often. And honestly, I, I took it really hard just because Power Keg was like my dream job. I got I kept telling my parents, like, I'm going to work CrossFit full time. They're like, no, you're not. That's, yeah. that's not a real thing. That's like, you should get a job that has benefits. Well, I'm still trying to convince my mom I have a real job. Yeah. I've been doing this for like seven, six, seven years now. Yeah. So, like, so, uh, so, I mean, I, I took it really hard. I got... I was pretty bummed and Hudson not, he was kind of on the way to being a full-time, uh, having a full-time position at power keg, but he was still kind of in the same mindset where like, Oh, I need to work a few jobs cause this isn't my full-time gig. So when humanity came along, he started crushing it and the owners here noticed that immediately. So we'll let Hudson take over right now, pretty <laughs> much on like how now you guys we're are humanity. each other's hype man so much, man. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. But yeah. So what are we talking about? Hudson? So, <laughs> so yeah, like we just slowly became like, we went from being power kit coaches to becoming part of the humanity coaches, like people that were here before that just like, um, you know, we're great people. We're okay coaches, but like weren't fully bought in. Cause like a lot of people don't see CrossFit as a full-time job. People like do it as just a couple, you know, they do it as they're going to school or they have their other job that they do, like being a barista or whatever it is. So everyone, not a lot of people treat it with the respect that it needs so like we came in and respect my name. put some respect, respect on CrossFit. On it. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we started just, we both started crushing it. Eventually it became like a, I did not crush it. Not at first. <laughs> He's crushing it now. Um, became coaches pretty much eh, full-time esque. I mean, it's getting there mm-hmm. before. So when we took over, the business was very like a uh, mom and pop ran. It was very like a, uh, you and know, it was getting sold. Mm. Yeah, the gym was getting so it's changing hands as you changing guys are coming. Yeah. To so there was, there was a lot of changes going yeah. on at once. Before then, there was a, before then there was like a lot of like a uh, trades for like, hey, you help me with my the electricity of the building, and then you get a free membership, or yeah. you get discount membership because you can only pay so much. Like there was a, there was a lot of stuff was all over the place. So now the owners we have have made everything systemized. We have Shauna Norton, who's our manager. <laughs> Did we, did we tell them that we got cut off? Yeah, well, out? there was a mysterious power surge, and we're, this is part two, which, but it's cool, man. It's it cool. rained in San Diego, and <laughs> shit, just, shit falls apart. Yeah. yeah. Since I've been here for the last two and a half days, it's just nothing but rain. I thought I went to Portland or somewhere up north, but... <laughs> yeah, it's BS. Yeah. I, I mean, I still like it. We don't get rain in Arizona ever, so I kind of enjoy it. Just don't go in the ocean right now. Why? What's wrong with the ocean when it rains? When it rains, all the... 
flooding from oh, the trash and Mexico. Oh, yeah. Mexico. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Got some hepatitis. Yes, I don't get in the water. Nope. All right. Good, good, good knowledge. We're learning here. <laughs> uh, but well, before the, uh, the, the break here, we were getting into basically, I was saying there are so many options of any type of fitness here in San Diego. And what do you guys do? And like, how do you guys get people in the door here across the humanity? And how do you keep them here? Like, with, with so many options, I mean, so much nature stuff, like, what do you guys do here that, like, that you really believe in that, like, this is what keeps our people? We do our best. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's rule number of yeah. mother one, yeah. which is, is solid. I think building the relationships with individuals is the most important part. And I think we do a really good job of it here just because we're, I mean, as much as we want to think that we're really competitive, really good, we're not there quite, like, quite yet. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's easy for us to relate to everyday people because that's what we do. You know, we used, he used to work full-time job. I used to go to school full-time and try to do cross it on the side. And we just talk to people like they're humans. Yeah. I know it sounds too, yeah. like too easy, but, um, no, you but it's, it's, it's not a coach client relationship. It's more like a, like a buddy, buddy relationship. It's like family. Yeah. No, we're like family. We mm. just had a Thanksgiving, uh, like a Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving on Wednesday mm. night, you know, and it's, we're all, we all brought food. We all hung out. And the community aspect, I think, has gotten lost in a lot of gyms who are trying to grow with the times. And we stay to the roots. Well, for a long you know? time, I think, in the CrossFit world, because you were a good athlete, they thought you'd be a good coach. And, right. like, that model has been proven that doesn't work all the time. It's like, just because you went to the games doesn't mean you're a good coach on the floor, which, I mean, sometimes they may be. I'm not saying there's exceptions to the rule, but a lot of the times they're like, oh, well, you're not that great of a coach. But it's not a one-to-one correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what you said, guys, is number one, the most important thing is establishing relationships with people. It's like being a human, acknowledging that they're a human, and like just being real, being genuine, which you guys have that in like draw four Uno cards. All of, Yeah, yeah, you guys are real human. So that's cool. And like what type of things, like I think you were telling me about last time, Shauna does a lot of community stuff. Like do you guys have like, events every month where you're trying to like just get people to meet new people and stuff like that tell me a little bit about that if you guys know anything maybe we'll get sean in here <laughs> no yeah. we we try to have like events like we've been slowing down a little because of the holidays mm-hmm. and we just had like a weird like period a couple months like the, the attendance is really low for some reason but like we do we do really small things like we do like community cleanups around our block yeah, that's we dope. do you know went to the beat, bar the other day and the, it was yeah. the like 50 people showed up yeah, yeah. Awesome. went to like yeah this rooftop bar and it was Pretty sick. Everyone showed up. It was That's awesome. Nice. Um, it's my, always really weird events that we do that. Then everyone shows up. Yeah. You're like this, we weren't planning for seventy people to show up here. We just kind of thought it was ten. It was the right? alcohol? Is yeah. It bar? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> right. Um, we just recently did a beer mile, like a field day at uh, our gym, and a beer mile, and like everyone showed up for the beer mile. Holy crap! Like there was one guy that's like his name's Sevy. Shout out to Sevy if you listen to this. But he. Um, He's not the fittest individual, but he was like, I'm going to get my name on that damn beer mile, like whiteboard. Yeah, exactly. Like Sevy and Bud, like two guys are like, I'm not very fast, but I'm good at drinking beer. <laughs> and these dudes showed up and they went ham and like ran their fastest mile time with drinking four beers. <laughs> oh. I was like, dude, I got to start bringing beer to class. You guys yeah. get after it. Holy but crap. Yeah. Stuff like that. People really like that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I think playing with your fitness, that's why we do beach wise. I was mm. pretty well. Um, it's like, it's not, we don't just go to the gym just to you know, lift heavy weight and then call it a day. It's like, what are you going to do with this fitness now? A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people at our gym sign up for like, uh, like there's this local organization called Bobby that like hosts basketball, soccer, whatever, um, Dodge, leagues. Dodgeball. We, Dodgeball. Yeah. And we have several different 
yeah. members that do different ones and like they'll hit up like oh hey you know we have a guy at a gym that's like 6'8 hey you want to be on my basketball team so <laughs> he gets harassed about that all the time but I would assume if you're 6'8 yeah he's a huge dude um, so it's like I think that's the one of the biggest things is like definitely being like personal with everyone and being having that friendship yeah. and then also yeah like making like it's not just the gym come hang out with us and come do fun stuff yeah especially with a place like this that has so many options like you got yoga oh, yeah. you got everything underwater basket weaving you got it here <laughs> like if you want it in san diego you can do it yeah and like the reason why you keep folks and why you guys have such a like thriving community is just being good coaches like that's number one and if that's not number one then your priorities are all jade up already. Right. But what I want to get into now is like you guys, I mean, just hearing your stories, like I'm like, dude, you guys are freaking hustlers. Like you always got something going on the side and like, and, and Megan was telling me like, this is, that's just San Diego people. Like they always got to have two or three things Gotta going around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They have that hustler's ambition, which is like, you can't teach that. Like some people either like they got it and they want to grind or they don't want to grind at all. Yeah. And you guys are like grinders right like so tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on on the side like you guys got a bunch of cool shit going on i want people to know about it yeah well I'll, i guess i'll start and um, it's, i want you to talk good about yourself like some people feel uncomfortable like tooting their own horn or gassing themselves up but dude 87 i'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a let's savage go. dude yeah, right. <laughs> savage. let's just start with that okay we'll take it down a notch <laughs> bring it down <laughs> well like it kind of starts with when i was at power keg i was making full-time salary I felt like I was killing the game. And then when that literally disappeared overnight, I was like, whoa, I don't have any money in my savings account. Mm. I haven't invested any of my money. Uh, all my PT athletes decided to not continue with PT. So I had no more personal training clients. And I literally went from making like over $50,000 a year to zero. And when you live in San Diego, zero doesn't get you a place to live or pay anything. So mm. over the last two years, three years since we've been at Cross Humanity, I've decided that I don't ever want to feel like that again. And so it took me a while, like right after power cake, like went down, I started, I tried to start my own website, try to do some personal training. And I remember Hudson would always egg me on. He's like, Hey, yo, how's that website coming? How's the website coming? After a while, I just gave up. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Uh, the legalities and things are kind of hard. That's at the time. Sorry. This is more like just, just you, like a Roger Lopez website where it's kind of like, this is what I'm doing. It's kind of like, yeah, sign up for PT if you want to. And like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, that kind of just, went garbage. Like I just threw that away. And then I decided I need to stop feeling sorry for myself and coach more here at humanity and, you know, talk to people, get to know them. Cause you can't have any PT clients if you don't know anybody. So I kind of started doing that. And then I was asked to take over the barbell uh, classes here. So I took over the barbell and I made it a point. I'm going to grow these classes, make everyone feel as comfortable as possible. Uh, and then when that started growing, I was like, you know, I have the, the, like the team X endurance. Like that was a way to make a little extra money on the side. Uh, I already worked with past parallel. I had like a few other brands that I worked with and that was like slight uh, supplemental income through there. And then I, I thought to myself, I'm like, what could I, what could I make that people would like? And I could spread like the knowledge that I have. Maybe it's not, you know, always the most scientific, but it's personal knowledge because I have been in CrossFit for a while. So that's when I started Rolo Athletics, mm-hmm. uh, Black Friday sale going on right now. Yes, at what was yeah, it? at Rolo Athletics dot com. Yes, check it out. And you know, one thing that I feel like I do a lot of is I want my friends to like grow with me and do really, really well. And I know Hudson doesn't want to not have a job. I know Shauna doesn't want to feel like that again. I mean, ideally I would like to not have a job, but yeah, <laughs> in a perfect world. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so I decided, you know, I'll start real athletics. We'll make programming, we'll make apparel and we'll put out all the stuff that we already do. Like Hudson already makes a bunch of videos on constant varied fitness, mm. 
well, I'm really good at marketing and talking to people and making those connections that he necessarily might not be. And same with Shauna. So, okay, Roll Athletics will be that platform. If you guys help me grow, then when we're balling out, I'm, you guys are going to be balling too, you know? Yeah. So he puts the videos on there. We make the apparel. We do free nutrition um like uh, advice and then you can go to Shauna's website to sign up for Mm -hmm. nutrition. And that's, you know, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to get it done. So literally all summer this year, I sat down in my house and was like on the phone with like the tax people and Mm -hmm. on the phone calling people like, Hey, do you know how to do this form or this form? Or how do I have employees? How do I, how do I build a business pretty much and watching videos and Googling and you know, how do I start an LLC? Being a freaking hustler, bro. <laughs> Literally on the phone for I after Granite Games. This is when I was starting to make this happen. I told my coach, I was like, "Hey, I can work out for an hour a day, three times a week." Which, if you've ever met me, it's like I don't miss training. Like that. Yeah. I love training. So, me sitting in my house trying to figure all this shit out was not the most <laughs> not, not the most fun. But now yeah. that it's off the ground, you know, I have like the waivers in place. All the tax stuff is is legit. The business is legit. It's an act. Like everything's working. I can see how if we stay consistent and we keep grinding, I know people yeah. like who oh, don't use a cliche, the word grind, but true putting all the knowledge out there and stuff is going to definitely uh, make something for ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty awesome. So I started, um, I don't make a lot of money, but like you said, we hustle, we do yeah. a lot of hustling. So there's days where I get to the end of the month and I'm like, wow, I don't have enough money to pay for my stuff. So you would, you know, research, how can I make an extra buck? How mm. can I, maybe someone wanted to do personal training. You have to reach out to these people. And yeah. so that's, dude, that's, that's but, what we do. But that mentality, you can't teach that. Like you can't like, and you're always going to be successful. Both of you are going to be successful. Always. I can put money on it. Didn't, uh, <laughs> but you guys always having that mentality is always going to keep you on top and always going to keep you going forward. Like, cause I've met and come in contact with people and you probably have as well that just don't have that ambition. They yeah. don't have it. They just want to work. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, talk, I actually talked about this in one of my YouTube videos. It's people always will tell me like, Roger, I wish I could do what you did. And I said, you can, but you have to take a major pay cut and you have to figure things out. Mm. And if you're not willing to hustle and figure things out, then you can't do it. And most of the time they're like, well, I have bills to pay. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, same, we're yeah. no different. You yeah. know, maybe you have more to pay, so yeah. you're going to have to figure things out. But if I can figure it out, so can you, yeah. uh, if you're willing to put in the work, if you want a steady paycheck, then don't do what I'm you doing. You can't say you want it and then not want to put in the work too. Like yeah, you, dude, put in work. That's our first t-shirt at oh, Royal Athletics. <laughs> that's not a plug, but yeah, 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 get it. Not, yeah. but is it the same Yeah, time? totally. Yeah. Well, that's dude. And like I said, like we met at Granite Games and just to watch you from a distance for the last year, like you've been doing the work, dude. So Thanks, like, man, I appreciate it's it. only going to go up. I think like you, and you believe it and you love it. And you can tell that you can tell when someone's passionate about something and that that's what successful people do is like, if you don't really bleep in love what you do, <laughs> then it's not going to work. And I see that in you, man. I really yeah, admire that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So Huddy, let's talk about what, let's talk about, first of all, constantly varied fitness on Instagram is a big flipping deal. Yeah, I, I, I feel think like so. It's getting there. No, it is. No, for real. <laughs> and then when I figured out that you did it, no, you like I didn't know it was yours. And like I was trying to get in contact with you guys to do the podcast, and and Roger was like, "Yeah, he's this is him at Constantly Fitness." I was like, "Oh my heavens!" Like I did not know <laughs> that at all. That's that's badass. Like, tell me how that started and and in that world. So 
originally the content fitness started as the YouTube channel. So we and him had, or I had the idea and I wanted Roger to help me out with it of making just general fitness videos. Because every time, every time we'd have someone new to the gym, they're like, how do I do a muscle up? How do I get a strict pull up? How do I do this? So it's like, okay, I'm just going to try to build out videos because that's, you know, that way I can direct everyone to the videos. People that come to my gym probably have that question. So now they can, other gyms can come to me and use me as a source. Um, yeah. And we started CrossFit, so long ago that there was literally no YouTube channels that yeah. had crossed information on it. <laughs> yeah, like, before that was cool. The only people who put out content like that was Barbell Shrugged. Mm. So it was definitely, yeah. Dude, you I know? used to love sure. old school Barbell Shrugged. Um, yeah. Dude, I love it. It was awesome. And we, I was waiting on it. Like when, every week when they would put out a new interview or yep. like on their podcast, like it was, they were it the was, best it was for awesome. a long time. I don't really listen to them now. I'm sorry, guys. Well, oh, no, no, it's <laughs> definitely a different dynamic now. Yeah. They changed be. up a lot. So I just yeah. wanted to put that note on, yeah. on there for Huddy. So definitely it was like, I mean, and I kind of went back to like, I, I love YouTube. I was always on YouTube. I never watched like TV at all. Even when I was living at home and I had cable, it's like I was on YouTube and you see these guys that make a living off of YouTube. And I'm like, I could just make some extra change and then do this. You know, why not? I like sharing information and helping people. So I made knowledge. These, I like knowledge. knowledge. Um, I much like Lamborghini more. Um, but <laughs> So I was making these videos. Uh, they were just slowly growing, but I was like, why don't I make an Instagram? I remember we were, I was driving to regionals with you and Alyssa one time uh, to regionals. I think it was like 2016, 2017. And I made the Instagram, and it was more so just to like promote things that Which I saw and, and uh, put like the thumbnails like, hey, new video out, blah, blah, blah. So I think I'm a pretty funny dude. I started like, you are. Thank you. Yeah, you're pretty um, Only online. Yeah. <laughs> only when I steal other people's memes. Um, so I was like, you know, everyone's, there's not really a lot of CrossFit memes at the time, like, other than like maybe Fluffy Duck. I think he started mm. a little before me. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna make a meme and put it out there, and it was like instantly, <laughs> it. yeah, yeah me, like okay, people are loving memes. Post more and more of those, less and less <laughs> other stuff. I'm like, I'm post just a meme. That's what people like. Yeah. So I still like promote my YouTube and things through there, my links and all that through like the Instagram story. But then I I mostly post memes on there. And yeah. Then people love and it. They're, and they're funny. Yeah. Like they're actually funny. Like. And, and because like when I started, it was such a, it was, it still is a small niche, but when I started, it was a super tiny niche. Mm. Like I was seeing such crazy growth. And then it also helped me because of that. When Instagram changes their algorithm, they move things around. I then know like, okay, my engagement dropped drastically. Let me try new things. And now I'm able to like, because I've paid so much, so much close attention to it. Yeah. And because I have such a huge demographic to get data from when things change, I can then play with things around. So it's like, that's helped me with Instagram a lot. And like, I, so I made an Instagram for my dogs and that one's, <laughs> that one's at 13 K. It's the cutest like, dogs ever. I've Go been, check it out. Okay. So for all of us, Instagram people that aren't great at Instagram, like what would you say you two, both of you guys are like killing it on Instagram. Like how do you, what would you say? How do you build a following? Post memes. <laughs> yeah. Cute dogs, puppies and babies. Well, let's be pretty honest. Much. Um, so I mean, really quick, like a couple of things. Yeah, Huddy's like, the master at this. Yeah. Like, you have to be consistent. Like, that's the first thing. And don't think it'd be consistent. Like, get to post a billion times a day. Like, make Wads great again. The reason he got to this, like, I remember when I was at 20K. We've he, had him on the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, don't nice. talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love John. He's cool. I, um, I st- when I was at 20K, remember the day I hit 20K? He had 10K. And I'm like, man, this guy, you know, he's kind of funny, but no. He posts like 10 memes a day and only like two of them are funny. I, I was like, <laughs> in the back of my head, I was like, you know, Ooh, I'm, kill him. yeah, he's, <laughs> he's trying to, he's stepping on my turf, but yeah. then very short after that, he, you know, he put, put me in my place, but <laughs> like back in the day, the more you post, the better because it was in chronological order. So if mm. I was always posting, I'd always be at the top of the feed. Yeah. Whereas now if Instagram realizes you post 10 times a day and then it's only, it's only getting, you know, show certain you engagement. One yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the only things that'll blow up. will get 
Like if I, po- if I post a meme and I notice that within the first hour it does a certain amount of growth, um, it'll keep growing for like another day or two. Mm. Whereas if I post something and I can see it within the first 10 minutes it's dead already, I know it's like it's going to get no more likes at the end of the day. Um, so the first thing is being consistent and don't worry about the amount of, like if you can just post once a day or once every other day. Quality over quantity. Exactly, 100%. Um, second is like sticking with the trend. So like whenever there's a new funny um, TV show out, whenever there's a new movie, whenever the freaking cyber truck, make a cyber truck meme or, <laughs> yeah. cyber, or relate to the cyber truck, yeah. whenever it's relevant at the time, if you make something on, along those lines, then it definitely helps people like relate to it and want to discuss it and talk about it. And yeah. That's a big thing. And then another simple tip is like, ask a question. <laughs> Do you make Speaking a of cyber truck? No, I didn't make this. <laughs> Chalk llamas. Um, see, it's Chalk literally llamas. a cyber truck meme. How many <laughs> comments is that? Are you just posting it? It's not bad. Um, <laughs> that's not bad. How many likes <laughs> have been? Like five minutes. You can't see likes anymore. On oh, Instagram. really? They changed it. Yep. You can oh. you can see likes though. I don't know. Maybe Phoenix is not one of those participating cities. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I don't see likes anymore on my posts. Really? No, let's me see. Either. I'm not really deep in the gram these days. Um. Yeah, I can still see. Li- oh, yeah, likes. I can still see likes on mine. Okay. When's, dang. When's the last time you updated Re- your site, Bruh, I don't stay on the updates. <laughs> apparently, but I still see likes, man. Oh this wow. Is, this is retro. Yeah. Y'all didn't know. Crazy. I'm keeping it OG out here. I want to know when people like my shit. <laughs> Everyone I know has like the black background of Instagram. I can't do it. Well, yeah, I change it up. It feels better on my eyes. Like when yeah. I'm trying to go to bed, like if I'm looking at the screen, it doesn't draw me up a little Today's bit. Today's hipsters, dude. Maybe I'll yeah. try it out. Maybe. So <laughs> yeah, consistency, um, relevancy, quality. I mean, like those are the main, three main things. And then like one, another simple tip is like asking questions. Like every single me and my post pretty much I'll like, Engagement, like I make a snatch meme. What's your max snatch? How long okay. have you been on CrossFit for? Whatever. So I like got people naturally want to talk about it um, because if you just make, you know, a, you just post something. There's so many people that I follow, especially games athletes, do this. I know there's a lot that I could throw into the bus, but a lot of games athletes just take a picture they have from the games or from create some filthy 150 competition and they post it and they're like Monday feels and it gets like <laughs> a few hundred comments and I'm like it's, it's so stupid. Like yeah. it, there's nothing of you know quality or. Do you think a lot of those guys are doing their own Instagram still? Like, I mean, the way how lame they are, probably. But (laughs) there's some of them that I definitely like. If someone was professionally running, you think they could have way more than they... 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, this is the way to market now. Like, it's... You can't argue with it. Influencers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no... All the data's behind it, and it's just a matter of time. Like, that's someone's job now, is to be, like, a social media influencer or expert or get my business more revenue, and that's how you do it, is Instagram now. So... It's, it's the times are changing. Yeah, because you trust your buddy versus trusting like an infomercial. So yeah. that if I follow you on Instagram and I see all the stuff you post and mm. I'm, I'm essentially your buddy, mm. it's like, I was thinking about this the other day. I listened to so many podcasts and it's like, I listened to Ben Bergeron so many times. If I were to walk up to him, I'd probably be like Star Trek because of the fact that like, I'm, I, you know, I, yeah. I essentially conversate with him and he <laughs> talks to me and I'm in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah. Cause so, you know naturally you already have that bond with that person yeah. so that way it's if that person has an influence and has people under behind them yeah it's much easier of a sale. i definitely feel that there's certain podcasts i listen to i feel like oh yeah i feel like i know these guys like they're my friends like like i would probably not walk up to them in the street but like i'm like oh yeah. i have this this relationship with them via the audio waves in my they, brain they crack inside jokes and you know those inside yeah, jokes. Yeah. It's like for so long <laughs> that's what i do with my friends on the normal so like i guess we're friends like yeah, via exactly. the internet that's why i feel so heartbroken when i finish a netflix series <laughs> there's no closure there's it's just uh i know these people like when you finish the office you're crying too oh, dude to be honest you guys might throw me out after this i'm more parks and rec over over the office like i like parks so and rec. the podcast is over now yeah so you, guys, <laughs> you guys really like the office that good 
I like Parks and Rec. Yeah. I love Parks and Rec. They're, but both, I think the they're both is good. Well, I like Parks and Rec because Aziz Ansari is from South Carolina. He's like from my home uh, state. Okay. So like I try to, you know. He's do, funny. He doesn't need my help to be, no. Really Him and Ron right. Swanson make that show. My yeah. In a, in a couple. Yeah. There's, I would, I've never really given The Office a fair go. And this is when we get tons of hate comments on, on the podcast. Like, Riley doesn't like The Office. I'm unsubscribing. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <The Office. laughs> yeah. But we usually like to wrap these things up with like. Maybe something you guys have been going through right now that you think people need to hear. So, like, like whatever's on your mind, whatever's happened the last couple of days, like, that you think's important or that could help someone else, like, what do you think that would be? And I'll, like, you guys can rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. You can go first. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, anything. It doesn't have, it can be job-related, life-related, relationship-related. Oh, I, I got you, dude. Oh, um, ready. <laughs> stay woke. So, I mean, this is kind of related to fitness, but, like, pretty much anything in life. Um, like, people always want to compare themselves to others. People always want, so like for the example of the gym, people want to RX because a lot of people in the gym that do RX or they're doing a certain weight or doing certain movements. So then like people feel like they're getting left out if they're not doing those things. And they try, they try to do them even though they're too early, they can't do them or they're doing them improperly. It's like at the end of the day, like when I'm 50 years old, I'm going to give, like I will not know what workouts I RX and what workouts I didn't RX. Like I'll remember the competition or some fun times with my friends, but like at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember every single workout I do. So let's just try to make these workouts count and let's try to live a healthy life. So when I am 55, I'm not looking back like, damn, that one time I jacked up my shoulder and I can't put my arm on my head ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be able to be healthy. And like, that's, that's the main reason why I, I feel like most of us should be here. A lot of people want to lose weight, gain muscle, uh, have endurance for whatever they do outside of the gym. If they cycle, if they do marathons, all that kind of stuff. So we have, we have a lot of people here that do marathons that use this supplementary. So like, that's the whole point of being here. You want to be healthy, live a long, happy life. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Cause especially I'm with Oshana under the bus. Like she will compare her workout times to us all the time. I'm like, first off, you're old. Second, <laughs> wow. We just lost to the listener. Yeah. Second, <laughs> second, we're not the same gender. Like mm. there's so many different other variables in here. It's like, you just assume her gender, bro. Uh, don't do that, man. Okay. Well, she, <laughs> we're in she, California, uh, bro. she does not have the same body parts as I do. <laughs> so like, she, like there's so many different other factors. Like don't compare me to you. Like, yeah. are you doing better? She like wants to compare like, Oh, in the open workout, what would you have gotten? Blah, blah, blah. It's like fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you do better than last year? Yeah. Cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Like be, be smart about it. Stay, you know, I think it's hard for a lot of people to think longevity, like longevity is what I'm getting at. this. like, what you see is like to have that maybe three month window of like, what am I going to do in three months when the opens over a lot to like 20 years, like 15, 10, 15, 20 years. Like we want to be fit for life. Like we want to be chasing women and I, on the golf course. You know what I'm saying? When we're 85, isn't that the goal? Exactly. I think that hit me. <laughs> I think it hit me early on and it took me like, I definitely took a step back. I had to come back forward. But when I was 18 uh, and I was in high school, I jacked up my back. I couldn't deadlift more than empty bar. Like I couldn't sit for more than a couple hours. I had really, I don't know. I think it was due to my quads. I just never mobilized when I was younger. And like my quads would be destroyed. I couldn't go to a movie theater because sitting for too long would wreck me. Wow. Long car rides were miserable. If I went on a fly, I'd be, I'd be screwed. Yeah. So it's like knowing that like, I don't want to experience pain, pain. If I don't have to cool, let's try to avoid as much pain as we can. So that's the whole point of like, when you come to work out, it's, it's to make you, a healthier person, even though you might have individual goals. It's like at the end of the day, you're coming to work out to like, it doesn't, I don't, who cares what your max back squat is mm. if you can't squat when you're 50. Exactly. So, yeah. Longevity. Dude, if you guys can't see Roger right now, he has this like, he's doing this like little two step over here. Like he can't it's called Hispanic still. panic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He said That's it while you were out earlier. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you just like can't stop moving. I just don't stop moving <laughs> ever. This is who I am. <laughs> going going off of what Huddy said too. If you guys focus on yourselves rather than comparing yourself with others, you get better a whole lot faster because mm. you work on your weaknesses instead of trying to beat other people out. What's well, like unfair expectations? Like if I'm always comparing myself to you guys or anyone, Marcus Philly, I don't know whoever it is. If I'm always comparing myself to them, I'm never being fair to myself. I'm me. Yeah, like I am me. I'm who not are you? you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love Marcus <laughs> Philly. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't listen to this. But yeah, I like that guy. So like if I'm always comparing myself to Marcus Philly, I'm never going to be me. Like unfair expectations are a whole nother thing. But keep going, brother. Yeah, no, that. So then I was going to tell you, make sure you guys budget your money. This was on my Ooh, mind. OK, OK. A lot of people Some economic advice. Yeah. A lot of people wait until they have no money to be like, well, now I need to be on a budget. No, get on a budget Hell yeah. and stop spending money on Uber Eats and eating out. Make food at home. Mm. And then save the money and invest it. So when your gym floods, you yeah, have right? money in the yeah. bank. All right. Yeah, so you that's, know because you were there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably that's my biggest advice to people. And then last thing is, you can do whatever you want as cliche as, cliche as it sounds. Um, you just you, you're going to have to put work put in work. Yeah. Um, someone's done what you want to do with harder situations. Yeah. Well, for me, a lot of the, the fear I have as a person is like asking for help. Like, so that person that's already done what you've done, like going to them and be like, yo, man, can you help me? Like how, like not in like a needy way, but just being like, oh, be my mentor or yeah. Or just like having someone help me is like, a, like for me as a man is getting deep. But I like when someone helps me, it makes me seem weak, which that's not the case. Like usually that's someone that makes it. They want to help someone like get to where they got or things like that. Like for me in the last year, it's been huge for me, like being able to ask for help. And accepting it and being like okay with it, me it was like yeah. not seeing weakness and like trying to ask for help as weakness. If that's I think no, that makes sense. There. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough dynamic because especially people like us that are hustlers and grind. Like we want to do it ourselves. Like we want to grind. We want to like do the work to get there. But like sometimes asking someone to be like, hey, how'd you do that? Or like you know, like little things like that. Like we like, Oh, I couldn't do it myself. So I'd ask for help. Like that's almost like a, like a negative point. But well, and then usually like, if you do ask someone like, Hey, how do you make an LLC? And then you know, these things and they go, Oh yeah, well, you know, then they're pumped up because you're us- using it as a resource. And like, yeah. like then they, f- they feel better because like, Oh, I can share and I have something to give to someone. So it's better. And then one thing I want to finish off with, um, is that like, I, I challenge people and I've been doing this, like I've been trying to be in my head so much about it is like, don't make excuses instead of saying, so Throw Sean on the bus again. Um, Damn. Damn. Yeah. We're going to have to tag her. We don't really like her here. Um, like she, the other day we were talking about something. I can't remember if it was like training related or whatever, but we said, uh, or she said, she said, I can't do blank. And I'm like, it's not you can't. You just say, I won't do blank. Yeah, I heard this too. Replace so, can't, oh, can't with won't. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I think I might have got it from Ben Burgeon yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like doing that instantly gives you an easy out to... I can't start an LLC. I don't have the time. I got kids and wife. And it's like, not that you can't, you won't. Cause you could sleep one hour less and just be a little more tired, have an extra cup of coffee in the morning, whatever. I mean, not ideal for performance, yeah. but like if you really want something, you can make it happen. Yeah. I watched the first half of the Bill Gates documentary. Like I couldn't Inside watch Bill's all, brain. Yeah, Loved it. It was, I watched the first half of it and it was like, he talks about like when he first started, he spent days on days just coding. Like he wouldn't sleep. Yeah. It's like, okay, when you really want something and it's really mean something to you, you'll make it happen. They mm. like Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos all have the same 24 hours as we do. Yeah. So and Oprah they, Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> she got, she might, she has 24 hours. Um, so like, don't make the excuse of, I can't say I won't. And then maybe you'll realize like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's not that much of a priority to me. Or maybe yeah. it's like, okay, I'll make the time to get this done. Yeah. For, for, for me, sometimes I'm always a great, like, 
idea guy. I have great ideas. I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to do this, do this. But sometimes I lack the execution. And then that, it's like, I won't make time for it. Like, not that I can't do this. I'm just refusing to make time for something that I want to do, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad at points. But but then you just do an inventory of your time and like, when can I make time for this and budgeting that and making a budget of time too, yeah. which I think is important. But dude, I think that was a freaking great podcast. Thank you guys for coming on. We'll come to Arizona next week. Yeah, please, dude. Come to my house anytime. You guys can come in. Yeah. One one last nugget. Oh, keep going. I don't know why I keep thinking about this recently, but I feel like some t- sometimes people will reach out and be like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, good. How are you? Good. <laughs> and then they'll ask me for help. In my opinion, I don't, I don't, you don't have to like, if you want help from me, just ask me for my help. You don't have to like <laughs> lure beat, beat around the bush or yeah. anything like that. So just, if you guys ever want my help, go to rollathletics.com or go on my Instagram and DM. You want help with your snatch? Cool. You want help with your finances? Cool. You want to talk to me about my deadlift and how terrible it is? That's fine too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I think we just need to take the barrier away from that mindset of like seeing asking for help as weakness. Like yeah. I think a lot of people share that. It's like, man, I don't want to ask this guy for help. Like I don't want to ask anybody for help. But yeah, dude, flipping killed it. Thanks for having me out at CrossFit Manny. Now let's pick up some heavy ass weights. Okie dokie. Hell yeah. Well, not too heavy. Oh, come on, man. Okay, fine.